0: Hi there, I'm Nick DeRosso, and welcome to Inside the Leadership Cryptex Podcast, the show where I talk to business leaders and industry experts working in or in association with the property, real estate, and building industries. Now, to give you a little insight into what a cryptex is, perhaps you've heard of the book by Dan Brown called The Da Vinci Code. Well, this is where the cryptex made its debut, as a portable vault used to hide secret messages. Therefore, Inside the Leadership Cryptex is an apt title for my podcast, Please join me for a fun, straight talking and authentic chat with some super interesting people where I unlock the secrets to their career success, their ups and downs, their daily habits, and the path that led them to where they are today. How do they balance their work, family relationships, physical and mental well-being, and both personal and financial growth. I also uncover their goals for the future, along with some industry commentary and insights. I really do hope you're able to take something useful away from the conversations and now on with the show I'm your host Nick DeRosso, and today I am privileged to have Samantha McLean, who is an industry thought leader and publisher within the media industry, focusing specifically on the real estate industry. Samantha has spent most of her career in the corporate world before building a startup publisher and education company called Elite Agent, of which Samantha is the managing editor of Elite Agent magazine. She established this around 2013 and 14. Now, Elite Agent magazine is a real estate industry-only magazine, which represents the who's who in the real estate industry, plus news, education, and resources from around Australia. To add to this, Samantha is also a podcast host of shows such as The Elevate Podcast, and the daily brief just to mention a couple. Samantha's company also provides industry resources and training through her Elite Agent Academy, different research and events like Transform and the annual Elite Retreat, which will be happening again this year. To top it all off, Samantha has achieved a number of awards, including the Mumbrella Publisher Editor of the Year, 2015, 2018, and 2020. Samantha also shares with me how it all started. and also talks about the amazing people working around her, who've played an integral role in helping to make Elite Agent magazine a very special part of the Australian real estate industry. We also have a chat around technology, AI, and obviously the hottest topic, ChatGPT, and how she sees this evolving the industry and how the real estate industry was affected during COVID and now post-COVID, how the industry is evolving and adapting as a result. Now, we did have a little bit of weather interference on the day here in WA, however, it was a super fun episode, really insightful conversation, and I really do hope you enjoy it.
1: Hi, Samantha. Welcome. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show.
2: Thanks for having me, Nick.
1: Oh, fantastic. So, of course, you are the managing editor of Elite Agent Magazine. It started around 2013, but before we get into any degree, I just want to say and it was one of those magazines that I could not wait to get my hands on because obviously when I'm in my real estate offices, I subscribed and it came over and before it took prime real estate in my reception, I took it home and read it. <laughs> I oh,
2: thank, you. To
1: the office. <laughs>
2: thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate
1: that. Uh, you're most welcome. Look, it was such good content. So professional, glossy, who's sort of real estate, but you know, it's not only that, it's this news is industry events and now it's coaching. I mean, it's really evolved to what it was a paperback to now being your most sought after publisher and real estate industry sort of thought leader in Australia. I mean, how do you manage your time?
2: How do I manage my time? That is a very big question. So it's, it's tricky because most business owners, you never, you never completely switch off. But I think you you have to, and and I mean, look, managing, managing, we could talk for a whole 40 minutes on managing time, but basically, you know, I do put in the hard yards. Like I do get up at five o'clock in the morning and sometimes don't finish till seven or eight o'clock at night. And, you know, like, I think the best time management tip I could possibly give anyone out there is to manage your energy, not time. Like I think in the real estate industry, we're always pumped with that. You know, you've got to get up early. Now I'm a morning person, so my biorhythm suit being up early. But, you know, I think there's a lot of thinking now that says, well, night owls, you're okay too. But the key thing is, is that you do your most dollar productive stuff when your energy's high.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's great advice. Now, you've always been involved in the corporate world and career goes, you know, 20 years plus back, always marketing, sales related, coaching, and what have you. Where was then the light bulb moment where you decided that? I think we'll just switch over to real estate and do a magazine and only industry related too. Let's make that clear. This isn't really for the public, this magazine. It's for the industry. So, I mean, straight away just talking about it, you can tell there's a niche, but I mean, what, how, how did that happen?
2: It's a long story and it wasn't just one light bulb moment. It was, you know, I I had a professional services career and not a bad one. I was what you call a, a bid manager. How it's how I met my husband actually working mm-hmm. on one of his bids. So basically, you know, in construction or or in you know, corporate sales, sometimes when the deal's worth a lot of money, you have to get someone in to organise all the players around you. And I wasn't too bad at that, but you know, like a series then, of is
1: that like a tender? Is that like <laughs> a tender? Yeah, process like a,
2: like a tendering process. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was sort of like, you know, big manager, sales coach, proposal coach, they get given different titles, you know, in, in different companies. And so I was one of those, which basically meant that, you know, like I was responsible for putting the final document in front of the customer, which hopefully had a compelling value proposition, compelling price, had answered all the questions and, you know, and everyone was happy to implement it internally. So, so yeah, so how did I go from that to having a real estate magazine? It was more of a personal thing than a professional thing because, you know, I, I had like, you know, not the smoothest journey in my life, you know, personally, relationship wise, that sort of thing. And it, it came a time in my life around that 2011, 12 period where I actually needed a second job and, um, and I ended up writing some stuff for the real estate magazine at that point, because I think sales is sales, leadership is leadership. They translate, you know, across industries and things like that. I mean, real estate's a bit harder for a a few reasons, which we can talk about, but, um, but they do translate. And so, you know, like I found writing for this magazine was, you know, was, was good fun. I actually ended up liking it more than my real job. And and then unfortunately, you know, another series of unfortunate events was that, you know, that magazine didn't survive. But everyone kinda of thought that the magazine was me because it got to a point where everyone thought that I was running the show, but I wasn't. And so it was like, Well, why don't you just have your own magazine and it was a bit more complicated than that too because I was a single mother and had rent to pay and had another job, like another full-time job on the side. So Elite Agent was my side hustle until it sort of wasn't.
1: Yeah. Uh, So when did did that change to become not the side Mm -hmm. hustle?
2: Um, Probably sometime in 2016.
1: So. Gee, that's fantastic. fantastic. That's that's great growth, isn't it? And that's, well, about three years.
2: Yeah. So we published our first edition of The Brief on the 24th of October, 2013. So that's 10 years this year, um, for the brief, uh, the first edition of the, the magazine was the first of set 15th of September, sorry, 2014. Um, yeah. And don't ask me when the first podcast was, cause I can't tell you, I think it was some, it was, it was sometime in 2017.
1: Yeah. Wow. And so have you seen your team now? I mean, it, it's, it'd be. It looks massive, obviously, and you'll have some you know people that work closely with you um so who who what makes part of the elite agent group?
2: It's actually not that massive at the moment <laughs> um so there's just there's me um and basically I, I think now you know i I sort of host a podcast, and I'm probably the the face of the business, i guess um you know, we do some speaking events and training and things like that um which, you know, I've really enjoyed. Kylie Dolhunty is the magazine editor. Um, and, you know, I mean, people still come to me for stuff, but really it's her um, and she's fantastic at what she does. And, you know, she's recently taken on some more digital um, editor-type responsibilities. And then there's Mark, of course, that's my husband. So I dragged him out of his safe corporate job into <laughs> into this as well. Um, he kind of handles our advertising and our commercial partnerships and things like that, our PR stuff. So we do a lot of PR done for you content for people these days, because, you know, we just found it easier to, instead of someone sending us a press release, which was usually not the best, we just found that it was easier to kind of go, all right, well, let's write something that's really going to resonate with the audience instead. Um, and then we work with a bunch of talented freelancers. So. You know, our our video editor is actually based in Serbia, in Belgrade. Um, And um, there's, you know, some writers, one of which is based in WA, another based in Queensland. Um, You know, so we work with some freelancers around the place. Uh, The magazine designer lives on the Central Coast. So we were sort of a virtual business long before, um, you know, long before covid
1: yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's great. great. And now you, with leadership, now obviously this it's so broad and obviously real estate is one of those areas where it's even more different as well, but you're in a dual leadership role effectively. So you're running a lead agent magazine. You've got the team around you, as you just mentioned, but you're also a thought, a considered thought leader. I mean, certainly for me, and I think everyone in the industry would be the same. And the real estate space. And not only are you a leader in a business and publishing and marketing and all that space, but you're also in another industry altogether. How do you balance that sort of leadership styles, I guess?
2: Uh, Thank you, firstly, for saying that. It's very kind of you. I often, you know, I just kind of do my job, I think. But um, how do balancing um, across different things is is actually really hard. And, you know, we do a series on the Elevate podcast which you'd know called the Leadership Diaries, where I kind of grill leaders on um, you know, ask them the same set of questions across a broad range of things to try and figure out, you know, what their secrets are and how to help aspiring leaders and things like that. And I think, you know, there's there's no one size fits all. But what I do know is that the trend um, you know, particularly with young people and things like that, if you really want to engage them, then they need to connect with you as a person first. Um, rather than, you know, it being like, I remember when (laughs) I was talking to someone, um, at an event I was at last week and, uh, you know, culture back then was getting pissed at the pub on a Friday night and gossiping about it on Monday. That was culture. Um, that was the nineties though. These days, it's more about, you know, uh, and the last person we recruited, a lot of them asked me, you know, what what do you stand for? What means something to you beyond, obviously, making a dollar? Um, And, you know, there's lots of things we've stood for over the years that have changed and things like that, but you've really got to stand for something. So for me, being in the real estate industry, then... um And, you know, earning a living out of an industry, you better leave it in a better place than you, than when you came in. And to me, that is, um, you know, the, the ethos that we've had over the years of no bad news. So every time, (laughs) every, 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 every time the, the real estate industry, um, gets a caning from the mainstream media. It, it kind of breaks my heart for a lot of the close people around a lead agent like yourself you know for for years, the people that really you know just work hard care and and do it tough. so that's been um, that's been one of our sort of mantras for years is do no harm because um, i th- I think I believe that you know when somebody in the industry reports on someone going to jail for taking money out of the trust fund, it gives it oxygen. And then that creates a perception of the real estate industry, which is true for that person that did the wrong thing, but not true for, you know, the majority of people. So yeah, from a leadership perspective, I think, you know, people want to connect with you, first of all, as a person and be able to, you know, understand what, where you're coming from and what your journey is and that requires being transparent and authentic and that's not easy for old ducks like me sometimes I because we're always taught to you know sort of grin and bear it (laughs) um you know so it's something that's a skill that you know like I'm always working on um and the other thing is you know you you need to stand for something in the future I think you need to be aware of the impact that you're making and have an impact beyond um you know this the stated purpose of your business, which is either, which might be for or not for profit.
1: But well, I couldn't agree more. And one thing I think that you probably won't say because you are this is being humble and right. Even just when you and I caught up and chatted about this, uh, you just shared with me just over the phone, you know, some great ideas to help me, you know, with this little podcast. And I was, you know, you have no idea how grateful I was for that. And and also taken the fact that you would share that. And, and I don't mean you trust these as someone like you, because unfortunately what I see, and I see it in a lot of different industries that people at, in leadership positions don't actually like sharing. And I, to me, I think if you are a leader, if you are successful, that is part of the gig, you know, and you openly have done that. Um, I just, you know, why don't people do that more?
2: Yeah. I think it comes from a place of fear, you know, that, um, that somebody will take that information and use it against you. And, I mean, look, it happens too. You know, like I, I'll, I believe a rising tide lifts all boats and, you know, and over the years I've helped as many people as I possibly can. Some people have used it against me. Um, some people deliberately watch what we do and rips off. <laughs> like, is it, yes. it happens. It has to be a form of
1: blattery, but there's a line.
2: <laughs> well, um, you know, but, but that's that's the thing. But, you know, like most people um, are just really having a go. And, um, you know, if you can help someone along the way, then, um, you know, hopefully it's good karma on the way back.
1: Yeah, hopefully. Um, yeah, and I love what you said, what you stand for, exactly. and, you know, make the place better, the industry better. Mm-hmm. And it's quite interesting. uh. You know, I, I did a guest speaker, um, this week, actually, at one of the training, risk first property training in Perth, which I love. They're fantastic. I actually did my diploma there many years ago. And you know, the question is 20 years plus in real estate, why the change? Um, look, I was at my age, I was 49 and was, this was something I actually thought I'd love to do. Skill sets are similar. And um, as it has turned out, as it's evolving, I'm finding I'm giving back more to the real estate industry by being in recruiting for it than I ever was when I was in it. It's like you have blinkers on when you're doing it. Certainly, we help a great deal of people buy and sell homes, which is fantastic. But the the satisfaction out of helping someone and making the industry better, you know, by perhaps finding them something they didn't think about, I know it might be small, but that small thing is what I enjoy.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, like I don't think um, any of us like you know what what really I love is you know someone who did transform ten years ago, you know or or six years ago coming up to me and going oh that really you know they won't say anything at the time but then they'll go oh yeah that really changed um, the way I looked at things and you know it's it's those little things that I think make all of us happy you know like because you know give me someone who who loves the grind of five a.m. to 7 p.m. until someone actually says, oh, yeah, that really helped me. Um, mm. that's, that's what makes a difference and that's why you get up,
1: really. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's just those small little moments that make it all worthwhile, isn't
2: it? Mm.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So with your, your leadership podcast that you've been doing as well and speaking to, you know, you've interviewed and had articles on so many great talented agents around the country about leadership and their styles and what have you. Have you found you've learned from that? And what would be some of those things, the takeaways that in your own process of having interviews and writing articles that you've been able to attribute to your own leadership style?
2: Yeah, a lot, actually. Um, In fact, I would recommend that anyone who wanted to be a better leader should start a podcast on leadership and then invite every single leader that they've ever been in awe of on the podcast and then ask them for their advice. (laughs) (laughs) um you know like I think that's probably the best way to get free advice ever um Mm. you know there's been a I mean the thing is though like I think you need different advice different times you know in in your journey whatever that happens to be and you know one day it might be someone says something interesting about hiring people or then someone says something interesting about culture or somebody says and depending on what you're going through you know like i had somebody i was interviewing Brock Fisher the other day and i had somebody uh resign on me and <laughs> yeah. um i think i made the, a lot of that podcast about you know unpacking my own feelings and if anyone goes and listens to it now they'll probably get that but um you know like i definitely do think that you know, the idea of creating content around something that you're very interested in is a really good thing. And and I often sort of think, um, you know, particularly with people that, that come in and work for us, they'd all make really great real estate agents if they ever decided to go and get their licenses, um, if, if they could, you know, master that skill of picking up the phone.
1: Yeah, no matter what industry, it doesn't change, <laughs> does it? You can't be scared of the phone.
2: That's it. You've, you've got to be able to talk to people.
1: Yeah. Now, on that, talk to me about, you know, you're in the box seat with technology and, you know, branding and things like that. Um, I noticed you were speaking about something relating to ChatGP a little while ago um, for real estate, um, which I have, yeah, that now I'm not getting braver, but where do you think, you know, talking about the phone, I mean, that's, you and I are used to that, you know, and I still do it now, pick up the phone, whatever. Do you see that change in new people coming into the industry and is the phone still going to be the thing or are there other technologies and things that are going to change the way that industry does business?
2: Well, um, that's a big question too. So I think, yeah. um, you know, in the 10 years I've been um in elite agent for sure and even before that you hear um you know we've gone from disruption and disintermediation from the portals which seems to have settled down now you've we've heard about ubers of real estate we've heard about prop techs we've heard about you know all sorts of other things and you know there's always this next big thing that's coming and it's going to disrupt real estate. I mean, last year when we did Zoomathon, it was Web3 and NFTs and stuff like that. That was going to disrupt, you know, like uh, Snoop Dogg buying and selling real estate in the metaverse. I mean, you know, like sign me. I'm like, I'm going to put my virtual self next to Snoop Dogg. Uh, but, um, okay, so GPT, I think, is an interesting thing. The age of AI is an interesting thing. So, and and it will change real estate whether we like it or not so if you look at the industrial revolutions over time the 1700s was coal was you know coal and steam back and that changed the world with trains and things like that and then you had electricity in the 1900s you had um digital um you know digital and the internet in sort of the late the late 80s I believe the internet's here to stay. It's not a fad anymore. It's like, I believe I believe that there's a future in it. Yeah, that's right. And then last last year in November, I think that was the beginning of the fourth industrial revolution with ChatGPT because um, when OpenAI released that on the 30th of November between, you know, Melbourne Cup and uh, the haze of Melbourne Cup and the big fella coming down the chimney. A lot of people kind of missed it, but there's two reasons that I think that that particular event is so wild one is is that chat gpt requires no learning curve so it's an interface that we all know and love which is chat and secondly it's free so they've just released a tool that can supercharge people open ai just released a tool that can supercharge people and it's free and has no learning curve like if you go back through all the historical events that i talked about you know, none of them were free and all of them had huge learning curves. So they took a while to, you know, I mean, in, on an increasing way, but you know, the ability for chat GPT 4 which has just been released, it can pass a bar exam, it can pass a med- medical exam. Um, if you don't, if, if people think that, that that's not going to impact real estate, I think that, you know, uh, you know, they're mad, <laughs> um, <laughs> but best- okay. but it should impact it in ways that are positive as in, you know, you should be able to find ways to lower your cost base. So I'm about to start a little side hustle again. It's called a prompt of the day newsletter for real estate agents. So just one simple prompt of the day, and it could be something as easy as write me a listing description for this property. Now turn this listing description into a video script. Now give me some SEO hashtags for YouTube. Um, and it can do all of that stuff really quick. Whereas, you know, previously you'd turn the camera on, you'd go, or welcome to, you know, like welcome home or whatever. And that would be the first line. And then you'd go, um, all right, stop, hang on back. (laughs) What am I I saying about the kitchen again? (laughs) Like, you know, whereas, you know, with chat GPT, it can sort of have it all done for you. And then, you know, like actually last week at wire, I demonstrated how you can take the text from chat GPT and put it into a tool. Where an AI version of you can actually do the video tour, so you know wow. I, I mean, like that sort of thing, and getting those jobs done really quickly I think will impact real estate in a positive way for people that actually are curious and get in amongst it and adapt to new ways of working. What I think won't change is the need to be human, so supercharge yourself on this side of things by all means, use it for time management and to be more productive and. Get some of that other stuff done. In fact, I've just written an article called How to Build Your Personal Empire by Not Hiring a Single Human. Because chat GPT, you know, you don't need to worry about the culture, but I would say, always say please and thank you to the robot. (laughs) I mean, you don't have to worry about leadership too much, but always say please and thank you because you just, know. Um, Um, That's true. Um, but you know, you still need to, I think people will crave human connection, particularly your customers. So what we're about to see, I think is an explosion of AI sort of driven content and I think the people that will really set themselves apart are the people that know how to use that, harness that, but still maintain human connections with their customers because yeah, people will crave that even more.
1: So and have you seen. Through COVID through to now, have you seen changes in the real estate industry yeah. you know, in speaking to all these people that have occurred as a result of COVID and this, or it was going to come anyway? Is, I mean, there's things here to stay, or and is it like, okay, now we're not going to do that anymore? Like have the soap bottle in the or a stool in the front door, you know, things like that. Are they come and gone, or there's some things that this industry needed to happen? and And there's a result we're going to move forward with?
2: Yeah, that's a very good question, actually. And I'm going to answer it as honestly as possible, which might sort of stick a few noses out of joint. But here goes. I think COVID did teach the real estate industry a lot of things because, you know, everyone had to adapt really quickly to a new way of working. And I saw firsthand, you know, there was an explosion of um, news and connection and everything like that. But I saw everyone really care more than i've ever seen the real estate i mean the real estate industry is pretty good actually when you consider all the community projects and things like that that people get involved in all the charity work you name it like i I can't even pick another industry that is so giving in that way and then then we saw you know people dropping off care baskets and and you know helping and um you know leaders checking in on their on their teams particularly property management because they were like the front line of covid i think more more than anyone else and yeah and then as soon as lockdowns got lifted like everyone said yes i've learned a lot from this but then when lockdowns got lifted everyone pretty much went back to the same old same old or at least that's what i observed because the world did go crazy so you know we had covid doom like you know through um 2020 followed by COVID boom in 2021 where everyone just went, Oh my God, I'm so busy and to get the deals done and all that sort of thing. Like, you know, I think that probably, you know, it's one of those, um, you know, the the car looks nice on the outside, but it's probably messy on the inside. If you know what I mean. That's just just right. for the purposes of getting stuff done. And now I think, you know, like we're in a different situation with the market. But really, you know, like again, it's this is just another pivot, right? This is like another um, like Mark McLeod says, you know, it's just weather, you know, um, and now... Oh, I love
1: that. And he said that, yeah, it was a great analogy, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, now we've got to start acting, you know, as though the weather has changed and the weather has changed. There's there's no two ways about it. But, you know, again, I just I just think it's like, I you know, I don't know. I, I think that, you know, the part of the care and all that sort of thing that happened during COVID... Is maybe just slightly missing again, and all the lessons that we thought we learned. You know, there was. I remember asking some people during the time. You know, is is there is there anything that you're grateful for? Is it, that there anything that you hope continues after COVID? And everyone said, oh yes, you know, like um, this and that, and there, there were a whole bunch of responses. But then, you know, things kind of go back to back to normal, and and now we're yes. but actually in a in a different kind of period where rental crisis, and I don't see any end in, to that in sight, um, you know, people need to be looking after their people even more than they were during COVID, because it's probably going to get tougher.
1: I couldn't agree more, and, and as you mentioned, at the forefront of yeah. all of that um, was property managers, more so than sales yeah. and, you know, I they... <laughs> And so a property manager who might have been in the industry a year or so before COVID and then had to endure that if they survived it, probably felt like they went through five or six years of being in the property management industry in that condensed period. Um, and a lot of people have since moved on. And I'll look at the resume going, well, how can you feel burned out for twenty years? <laughs> yep. But understanding that I, I sold my business at the t- just as it was happening, you know, so that, and I could see those small changes starting to happen already. But leaders, I believe, and to, to, to concur with you, need to be more respectful of their staff, um, especially those who are looking after the greatest asset of their business, which is the red roll, um, and not take them for granted. And I know, you know we want to sort of say we don't want to wrap everyone in fluff and cotton wool and what have you, and everyone's got roles and responsibility to be accountable. That's great. But it doesn't necessarily mean a thank you here and there, or you know what, love what you did. That was a tough client or landlord. Well done. It goes a long way, doesn't it?
2: I think during during that lockdown period, we were all a bit slower too. Like we were all a bit more, we noticed stuff around us more. Like which is which you can do when you're not crazy busy. And yeah. so you know the the things that are that were nice during COVID were the extra thank yous and the extra care and the extra recognition and you know um the extra you've you've got this like you know um that we were seeing and. And also leaders, like I remember talking to a couple of them and, you know, you'd see leaders coming from the middle, like the good ones where, like, let's say a tenant was behind in their rent or had lost their job because of COVID or whatever. Um, They would take the call. The leader would take the call and take it away from the property manager. And it was just that, you know, everyone seemed to have that bit of extra time and um, consideration and things like that. And then when things get busy, it's almost like, oh, I'm just busy. And I, you know, for that, re- for that reason, I, I kind of don't like that word a lot. Um, you know, I still think you, as a leader, no matter how busy you are, you still got to make the time to say please and thank you and, you know, to you people as well. as. Re-
1: yeah, I agree. Great advice. On that, just to wrap things up, what is in one minute or less, um, the best advice you can give someone coming into the industry now um, given what we've seen, what you've shared with us, what is the first thing they should do to start and have a lengthy career?
2: I think it really depends on who you work for. So I think, um, you know, there's, there was a bit of advice from Marty Fox last week, which I thought was a really good one is that, All
1: not that.
2: It, yeah, you really, I think need to uh, and I think he's right, actually, is that you really need to find a good office with, you know, strong systems and processes and some good top performers. And, you know, in real estate, it's really easy to figure out who who they are because you can go onto any number of platforms these days and figure that out. And then just really be, you know, really find someone that you like. It doesn't have to be, I, I would say, you know, like if I was a female coming into the industry Marty Fox might not be the best mentor for me because he and I are quite different personalities. So I think you really need to find someone that you really admire, um, that, that works the same way that you do. Like, I think if I was an agent, I wouldn't mind learning from someone like Melita Bell, for example, Mm. because, you know, when, when I met her, she was, um, you know, a bit of a have a chat and liked to socialize and things like that. Not necessarily the, but it worked for her in a different way. So I really think you've got to find the experience because, uh, to quote someone famous in the industry, success does leave clues. Yes. Um, plenty of them, but you've got to find them from someone that, you know, that you love love and respect and, and you know, mm. can, can work for for the long hours that really resonates with you authentically.
1: Well, well said. Fantastic. Um, Samantha, where can people find you? If they want to get hold of
2: you. Oh, eliteagent.com. They can find me. Um, yeah, actually, I'm really easy to find all the usual places, LinkedIn, Instagram, you know, um, one, one of these
1: days. You know,
2: <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't, wouldn't mind being a bit bit more secret sometime, but yeah, I'm pretty easy <laughs> to find.
1: Uh, It's been an absolute pleasure. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. You've taught me a lot. I hope uh, everyone gets a lot out of this. Um, You just, yeah, you have a wealth of of knowledge across both industries and and leadership and and keep it up. I know you've got some exciting things happening which will keep quiet in the future, so I wish you well. But Thank you so much, Samantha. Thanks, Nick, and good
2: luck with this
0: podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I'm truly grateful and hope you got value out of it. If you did, please share it around and tell somebody else and help us bring this amazing information to others. If you know of anyone you think could add value to the show, please feel free to get in touch. I'd love to learn about them. Today's episode is brought to you by Sunil Recruitment. I am the founder and director of Sunil Recruitment. We are your personnel partners for amazing talent in the property, real estate and building sectors. If I can help you in any way, please get in touch at the contact details in the show notes. And remember, we can all learn so much from each other if we just learn to help each other. I'm Nick DeRosso, see you next time.